Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children your kid is yours and totally your responsibility we haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children so part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households then we start making better investments wow you gotta love the left doesn't even hide it anymore. They just, everything that they feel, every agenda that they have, they are emboldened to just tell you now. They're not even trying to pretend that they're not doing these things. They're just coming right out with it, and they're going for the gold. We'll get back to that in just a second. Let me start here. It is Monday, starting today. I am five days a week, as promised. So if you were traumatized by hearing my voice twice a week unfortunately you're probably going to need to speak to a therapist because now you have to hear this ugly thing five days a week with that put aside you know the left is really getting to a point and, and not everybody on the left yeah I know that we've been putting ourselves into camps and uh, news media I'm, I can accuse myself of it you know left and right it's not everybody on the left, but this real radical division of the left, they really aren't hiding what they are anymore. You know, years ago, they didn't want you to know what their ideas were. They didn't want you to know that they felt that they were elite, that they were better than you. They didn't want you to think that they had these socialist, communist uh, mentalities and thoughts and, and really take a lot of the plays right out of their playbooks, but now we're just at a time in America where they do feel emboldened and they do feel that it is okay for them to come out and say these things openly and not really have any backlash for it because news media covers for them every step of the way. That particular audio clip that you just heard was from MSNBC. So when I'm telling you they come right out and say it, this wasn't somebody filming a lady in secret like Project Veritas does. This is something that they put out <laughs> to, I guess, try to help people better understand what to do with your children. As they did with women in Nazi Germany and children. You know, Hitler had a great understanding of communism and socialism because he was one. And he understood that you had to appeal to every level of society. You had to appeal to the youth. You had to appeal to your uh, middle, middle-aged people. And you had to appeal to the elderly to make this work. One of his core beliefs was that he needed to secure loyalty and obedience. It was essential for everybody to accept his idea of world domination and creating a pure race. So how do you achieve that? Naturally, you could achieve some of it through fear. Um, some people are just believers. You have a lot of people, as you've seen with COVID-19, they believe fully in their government. They trust everything that they say, even if the government is consistently wrong and they will do as they're told. They are good little sheeps. Other people need more convincing. 
But when it came to children, one thing Hitler understood was through intense propaganda and through education, through training, and through social groups, he could bend their mind and he could indoctrinate them to believe in the cause. Moving forward, everybody that is younger than him would have the same mentality that he has. Basically, the entire society below him would be insane just like him. Well, if you take what I just told you and you match it up with what's going on today, look what they're teaching our kids in school. You're confusing all of these children. You're telling them that there are multiple genders beyond just the male and female. They're teaching white kids that you are born racist. They're teaching black kids that you are born at a disadvantage. They're teaching these kids to hate America. They don't stand up for the flag anymore, and it's perfectly okay to disrespect your flag and disrespect your country. They're taking anything having to do with God out of the classroom, no prayer times. You can't even mention God, but you can certainly mention other religions. And they are slowly shaping them into what the left or radical left wants them to be. Anybody who challenges that not only is discredited, but are being watched by a task force that was put together by the White House claiming that we are domestic terrorists for taking an interest in what our kids are learning. Public schools, in case they missed it, are funded through our tax dollars. We have every right to question what is being taught in those schools, especially when you find out that they're teaching such anti-American ideas to these kids. This is a definite red flag if your child is in public education that you not only need to pay attention, but more than likely you need to withdraw your kids from these schools if you can, look for funding sources through the state, get them into private institutions that you vet and check out to make sure that their ideas line up with yours and American values and get them out of these schools. Otherwise, just like the audio clip you heard in the very beginning, these people truly believe and have come out and said so that these are not your kids, you should have no say in what they learn, and they are going to continue to indoctrinate them and teach them what they think is acceptable to teach them, even if it is against your will, the parent, the one who brought them into this world, the one who feeds them and clothes them, the one that puts a roof over their head, you know, their parent. This is just my warning to all parents out there that they are not hiding it, it's we've been seeing more and more throughout this entire process of COVID because of at-home learning. A lot of it's been exposed, but they have no interest in what you think. They want to take control of your children's minds. They want to indoctrinate them. They want them to think and believe as they do. They're going to confuse these kids. They're going to make these kids mentally weak. And this kind of goes along with what I've been saying for so long. I said it prior to even starting this show, and I've said it multiple times on this show. There literally is a sickness that is growing in the United States. It is a cancer that has to be treated and removed. At a minimum, we have to treat it and keep it at bay. Best case scenario, we could get rid of it out of society. Hopefully, one day, we can Right now, there is a mental instability that is going on that is unhealthy, and if we allow them to teach this stuff to our kids, the problem will only continue to get worse. 
Now, something that I'm having some mental issues with myself currently, <laughs> because this one is really dumb. Guess who is seriously considering coming back for 2024? Oh, yes. Hillary Clinton. She already had a failed presidential run in 08, coming in third place behind Obama, and I want to say it was Edwards. And then you know what happened in 2016. She lost to President Trump. She is seriously considering uh, a 2024 presidential run. This was reported by Jack Posadic. He was he used to be on OAN News. I think he's now independent. I'm not 100% sure who he works for now. He's an independent uh, journalist. But it has been said that Hillary Clinton has already met with Kamala Harris at the White House to more or less go over their game plan. Hillary Clinton's plan going forward is to either A, primary Joe Biden, or B, she's believing that Joe Biden will more than likely not run for re-election, which puts her as the front runner. The Democratic Party, if the best you have is a two-time failed presidential candidate, and that's the best you got going into 2024, that's probably looking pretty good for the Republicans and just shows you how desperate the Democratic Party is because they have nothing. This is a party that not only has nothing, they have nothing to run on. Joe Biden has failed at every turn. I went over that in my last episode. I doubt it's going to get any better. The Democratic Party, who controls, they're the supermajority. They got everything. They got the House, they got the Senate, they got the presidency. They can't get anything done. There's fighting within their own party. Even as we speak, left-wing media is turning on them. And that is interesting to see. They're turning on Joe Biden and they're turning on the Democratic Party. They got nothing. I think we're looking pretty good for 2022 here at the end of the year in November. 2024 will be the next one to look forward to. We got to put 2022 in the bag first before you can even talk about 24. We'll see what happens. But I really, it's bothering me that this lady, Darth Vader, is coming back again. She has had so many problems historically in the past. Her most recent one, which everybody knows about, is the email scandal. She had a computer at her house, which had sensitive information on it pertaining to the United States, which more than likely was hacked. When they found out that she had the computer at her house, her and her buddies threw a little party where her and her cronies destroyed all of the evidence. Upon investigation, because we are definitely at a two-tier justice system in the United States, upon investigation, she gets a free pass. Even though there was mountains of evidence against her, obviously what she did was wrong. If it had been any of us, we would have went to jail. And we know for a fact that through WikiLeaks and Russia and everywhere else that they were able to hack in and get a lot of her emails. She paid no price for this. Where we all know we would have been in jail. Going back to her running, she still wants to run. Even with that type of track record, and that is just the most recent. It is much deeper, and she has many more scandals beyond that. But let's just go with the most recent, and she still has the gall to run, and they think that that's their best front runner. This is a now 74, at the time would be 76-year-old lady with a rocky past. She's definitely a globalist. She considers herself one of the elites, 
And as we all know, she is as crooked as crooked gets. So as many on the left think that Donald Trump, with his past record, which is most of it has proven to be false, the only thing that they're hanging on to is the January 6th, they don't think he should be able to run. I don't think Hillary should be able to run because hers is actually proven. Uh, there, This was no mistake. She admitted to having the computers at the house. She ended up destroying the evidence. Everything she did was crooked. She should not be able to run. However, I guess the only positive thing in the entire situation is the fact that if that's the best that the Democrats have in 24, bring it. <laughs> because I doubt she's going to do very well. With the economy looking the way it is, with everything as it is now, and it doesn't appear that anything's going to get any better, more than likely it's going to get worse as the years go on leading up to 24. I think most people are going to look at her and say, no thanks, we're going to go with the Republican Party because you guys have totally screwed the pooch on everything up to this point. Hillary Clinton, Jesus all right. Now, I said earlier the left is is turning on Joe Biden and uh, media is starting to turn on Joe Biden as well. To give you an example of that, um, I'll have an audio clip for you. Check it out and we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm done. With this question? No, I'm, I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm, I'm done. It's yeah. like I, I went so hard on COVID. I, yeah, I sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. I watched Tiger King. I got to the end of Spotify. Like, we all did it, right? And, no, no, we didn't okay, well, well, here's the thing. A lot, no, of us, a lot of us did do it. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. I know that so many of my liberal and progressive friends are with me on this and they do not want to say it out loud because they are scared to be called anti-vax or to be called science denial or to be you know, smeared as a trumper. I'm sorry, if you believe the science, you will look at the data that we did not have two years ago and you will find out that cloth masks do not do anything. You will realize that you can show your vaccine passport at a restaurant and still be asymptomatic and carrying Omicron. And you will realize most importantly that this is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students has just announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we have seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. People are killing themselves. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's, 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 it's like at this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's not, it's not real anymore. Now, that was Barbara Weiss. Uh, she does a podcast called Honestly. She is absolutely a progressive and she is absolutely a liberal. When you see somebody like her now challenging the narrative, now saying that the science is wrong, pointing out the same things that all of us conspiracy theorists, all of us crazy Republicans and conservatives and independents that for two years now have been telling you those masks don't work. For two years, we're telling you lockdowns don't work. For two years, we're telling you this government is just trying to control you. 
When you see somebody like that come out and make a statement saying that it's a pandemic of bureaucracy, you know that their narrative is collapsing. The last thing that they had to hold on to is now collapsing right in front of their very eyes. Even the most progressive liberals right now know that this is all a sham. If you live anywhere that has these mandates still in place, that has mask mandates or has any type of virtual schooling, vaccine mandates, it's all for power and control. It has nothing to do with helping or saving you because none of it works. Even she admits, look at the promises they made to you. First of all, she said masks don't work. Then she said they promise you if you get the vaccine, life goes back to normal. Nothing has changed. I have said for a very long time on this show that you are giving these people power that they will not easily relinquish in the end of this. And you can see now by where you live, And who runs your states, who is relinquishing versus who is not, and they are hanging on to that power with everything that they have. Here in the state of Florida, I'm a little more fortunate. Our governor is not an insane, power-hungry dictator, so I don't feel it the same way that other states like New York, like Michigan, like California, like all those people are feeling right now. This entire COVID sham has run its course. It's come to an end. The Omicron is not dangerous. It's it's like getting a light cold. You know, we have to move on with life at some point. You have to get to a place where you just accept that it is part of life and you need to move on. You shouldn't be living life afraid all the time. Further proof that his whole entire narrative on COVID is collapsing. On the speech that he made last week, Wednesday, what did Joe Biden advocate for? Wear your masks. Get your vaccines. They work. Well, no, they don't. (laughs) They don't work at all. Okay. (laughs) What do they help you do? You know, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and she said it was a good thing that uh, one of her friends was vaccinated because had they not been vaccinated, you know, they would have gotten COVID. It would have been much, much worse and they could have potentially died. And my response was, how do you know? How do you know? You can't tell me that for sure. How could you, how could you actually know that? Whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, you could never know because obviously you're either one or the other. So whenever it hits you, you can say or think whatever you want to say or think that makes you feel better, but ultimately you do not know. But let's let's examine, excuse me, what we do know. What we do know that is, in the beginning they told you these vaccines, you could take your masks off, they're going to stop the spread. They were, that's it. That's the, the, the golden goose. You get it, you're good. Then that changed. You get two shots and they tell you, sorry, you still got to put your mask on because you could still catch and spread it. Oh, great. Now they're telling you get a booster shot. And if you get a booster shot, it helps protect you from all these different variants. Sure, except for that the Omicron evades all of it. But yet, last week Wednesday, he's still advocating for you to do it. Just like his federal mandates for federal workers. Well, finally, it got to a point where a judge who made a very intelligent decision as it pertains to federal vaccines. Judge Jeffrey Brown blocked Biden's vax mandate for the federal workers. What he said was that Joe lacks the authority. He can't just with the stroke of a pen mandate vaccines without first going through Congress. 
He's not allowed to have that much power as a president. That's how our society is run. You are not a dictator, nor are you a king when you are president. You still have to get everything through Congress. Yes, you can make some executive orders and light changes. Naturally, most executive orders are going to be challenged, and for the most part, lots of them end up getting overturned because you do not have that authority over the United States. You are elected by the people. The power does not reside with government. The power resides with the people. Right now, we are living in a society where these people feel that the power resides with them because they know what's best for me and you, and we don't get that power anymore. That's not the way it is designed. If you are a freedom-loving American, if you believe in America as a country, if you believe in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, then you know that the power lies with us. And if you really want to simplify it, it makes perfect sense that the power lies with us. Why? Because there are so many more of us than there are of them. If you just want to really simplify it, how many people actually work as police officers and government, people that make decisions? If you look at it, it is a, what, 10% of the population? Maybe. Maybe. There are so many more of us than there are of them. If we say no, it's no. Because that's what we choose. It's our country. It is not theirs. We decide what's best for us. We love America as is. Did we have problems in the past? Of course. Did we correct those problems? I think we've corrected a lot of those problems. Is there more work to be done? Obviously. There's always ways to improve and make things better. Nobody's denying that. But it shouldn't be their choice. It should be our choice. And we need to remind them of that. They need that reminding. Government is out of control. Their narrative has crashed in on them. COVID, I don't think too many people care anymore, nor do they believe. I think the ones that are in blue states are beyond frustrated and it's time for them to make a change. And the way you make a change is at the ballot box. You go in there and you vote for candidates that are American first, that are pro-freedom, that are pro-constitution, and take back your states, and furthermore, let's take back our country. All right, this is going to go five days a week now. I said in the beginning, I said it last episode, I'm going to say it again just as a reminder. I will be back again tomorrow, same time, same place. So please don't miss the episodes. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. It would be a great help. Uh, If you'd like to follow me currently on Twitter, at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N, Gab and Parlor, I'm at The Real Little Joe. Cloud Hub, I'm at Little Joe CC. Right now, you can check out any videos that I have on Rumble. I am creating this week my Facebook profile and my YouTube channel. They will be up sometime during the week. I will let you know on an episode when they are up and what names they are under. I am also probably going to limit the amount of social media that I'm doing because it's just too many to work. I'm a single person doing everything by myself (laughs) from research to setup to, you know, recording and working all the different social media sites. And then not to mention a full-time job, full-time parent and everything else that goes along with life. Life is life. So I'm going to probably limit it down to a couple at most. 
Uh, I will still do all the video sites that should be easy enough, but if I'm gonna do Facebook, it'll probably be Facebook and probably two others for now. I'm really hoping that Trump's social media site that's coming out in February, it's very user-friendly and functional, and if it is, I can finally pull off of most and just kind of work with the one which will make my life a little bit easier. With that being said, see you tomorrow.